0: free pbxclub.com. pbx pickleball excellence join the club it's free
1: this is coach mo from pickleballcoach.com and here's the host
0: of the pickleball show chris allen thank you coach mo and welcome to the show dedicated to helping you play better pickleball while having even more fun and meeting new friends who share your passion for this great sport. My name is Chris Allen. Glad to be back with you. Took a little spring break for a couple of weeks, but we are excited about a summer full of great guests. We've got we've got the legends, the luminaries, the uh the, the coaches, the champions, we've got ambassadors coming by. We've actually got two ambassadors on the line today. They're both in Portland, but two different portlands one's in maine one is in oregon from portland oregon it's linda Einsiedler. linda thanks for making time for us today on the pickleball show
1: you're welcome chris
0: and did i say portland oregon
1: i'm portland maine you're
0: portland maine i got him confused and coming from portland oregon is mike hoxie mike how are you today I'm great. And you? Doing well. Thank you both for making time. And we are literally from Portland, Oregon to Portland, Maine. So I know that's a cliched expression, but we're making it happen today. Now, did you guys ever see the movie American Graffiti? Yeah, I remember did. that movie with, in the fifties. Remember when Richard Dreyfus was uh, he? He got caught up in that little group, uh, the Pharaohs, and they started uh, wreaking havoc on, on uh, this little uh, little miniature golf course. They were they were cracking open the pinball machines and uh, taking quarters out of the machines. And uh, and the owner of the place, he almost caught him, uh, but he, he saw Richard Dreyfus and he knew ah you know if that guy's with him then it, that's okay. But uh, he said, you know what this this place Place was for fun. This whole place was just built for fun. And sometimes when I, uh, you know, when you look at a pickleball court, you think that. You think, you know what? This whole court is here for nothing but but to have fun on, and uh, sometimes though, some days it seems like it's a, maybe a tiny bit harder to have as much fun as you have on other days and I wanted to to talk today about keeping it fun and making sure that uh, you know you're having as much fun as you can, and your partner and everybody around you is having as much fun and because uh, I know sometimes it gets a little a little difficult, and uh, do you guys ever ever run into any obstacles or roadblocks uh, like that?
1: Well, as a matter of fact, um, Chris and Mike, I, I played in a tournament this past weekend up in Camden, Maine, and I played uh, mixed doubles with my husband. So I don't know if you have ever played uh, spousal mixed doubles, but that's <laughs> some finesse in dealing with your spouse's significant other on the court. So yeah, uh, we've been doing this for about 40 years. So we're used to it. So I'm kind of used to making it lightening up the game. Well, in a funny way. Uh Funny to break up the tension because sometimes there is some tension.
0: Yeah, there's a couple that uh, that I play with locally and uh, whenever or if you ask them, oh, do you and your husband play together? And uh, she always says, "Oh, no, no, no. We got a pickleball divorce years ago. We learned never to never to play together. It just keeps things much much more fun." So, yeah. <laughs> Now, one of the things, one of the, the fun killers that I jotted down uh, in the external side uh, are people, you run into them every now and then, people that, that want to question line calls. You know, you, you call it on your side and you, you call something out and, uh, and they're, all, they're way over on the other side of the court, but they have to make sure that they, they you know, give you that look and, oh, Really? You know, are you sure about that? And that kind of thing. When, when you, when you run into one of those people, you know, you start thinking, boy, let's just wrap this up pretty quick here and, uh, and, uh, you know, mix it up again. Uh, have you ever run into people that, uh, are, are just, I guess, notoriously bad for questioning line calls? What about you, Mike?
2: I have. And, uh, as the president of the, uh, pickleball club, the Columbia River Pickleball Club, I try to help bring that ambassadorship of if they feel it's out and they know they're going to be difficult about it, I will roll with the punches because I'm a firm believer in those pickleball karma will take care of you. If that ball was really in and they're insisting it's out, I'll let them have that side out. I'll let them have that point, knowing full well that that ball will hit the net and roll over onto their side the very next time.
0: (laughs) The pickleball gods will, will balance the universe Absolutely.
1: I'm with, yep, I'm with you, Mike, about that. Um, I have seen in tournaments. Um, one particular match when I when I first started last year, I I watched a a match at during high school, and there was one match in particular where a woman really uh, was very assertive in questioning a line call of another woman who was just very sweet about it, and she was just starting the the woman who was questioning it was just. Really um, aggressive about it. And finally, the other woman just said, oh, and she smiled. And she said, oh, go ahead, take the point. It's just a game. And it just totally diffused the situation. I, I was very, very impressed how, how that was handled.
0: I was wondering about that, because sometimes I wonder if you should give in or not. Uh, do you stick by your guns? But uh, but I guess it is more of a, probably a case-by-case basis. Sometimes that would be the way to go. And uh, like you said, let them have it, and uh, it'll all work out.
1: Sometimes we do run into the player who will appeal every single call. And then that's a different story, and then you've got to watch to see if they're Delaying the game and all that, mm-hmm.
0: um, and that's a reason not to give in because if 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 you show them that they they are able to reverse points, uh, then like then they're gonna they're gonna you know question everything, like you said.
1: Correct, and that's why it's, referee a strong referee would be good in that, those instances.
2: I mm-hmm. agree. I, I've been in a few tournaments where the referee was not the strongest vocal person on the court, and that's a whole other world during a tournament. If someone is uh, not living in the spirit of the game and calling those really questionable calls, I'll pull my partner aside and say, let's just play it down the middle, stay away from the lines, and let's make it so there's no question at all. And that really seems to really turn it around, for us at least, and stop all that bickering and nonsense. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Now, one of the things internally that uh, can sometimes cause the, the game to to not be quite as much fun as it should be, as it was meant to be, uh, when you start maybe beating up on yourself a little bit, maybe you're not playing up to the standard that you know you can play up to, and uh, you, you get a little down on yourself, um, you're not in the zone anymore, do you guys have any tricks or anything that you use to sort of uh, get out of that mindset and get yourself back into the zone where you're playing well? What about you, Linda? Well,
1: you know, I um, I've been ment- i have been fortunate to have been mentored by uh, Rocky Clark, who's the regional um, ambassador up here, and he's been teaching us to be kind of Zen-like when you're playing, and if you make a mistake, con- consciously give yourself positive reinforcement, not say that was a bad shot or things like that, where there's no instruction to give to your body about how to play that, hit that stroke the next time. So um, if I've made a mistake, I have to, I'm in my mind, I'm, I'm trying to look, tell my body how to correct my, my stroke for the next shot. That's giving positive instruction to my body rather than just beat myself up and say, Oh, that was a stupid shot or that was dumb. You know, mm-hmm my body, that doesn't give instructions to my brain on how to work towards the next shot.
0: That's a real good point. Yeah, something constructive, something you can actually act on.
2: Yeah. I I agree 100% Linda. I'm, as well, I have a couple of mentors up here in the Portland area between Steve Peronto and Enrique Ruiz who are in the area that I get to play with a few times a year. Uh, They're very good about after the match or game is over to pull me aside and help say, okay, you know, try this or look at this. If we're playing just socially, we'll actually stop sometimes and say, okay, you know, pull back and try this a little bit. And that, that in-the-moment feedback will help me keep it simple, keep it going, and it really does make a big difference to have that kind of mentorship. And that's something that I think we all have to continue to do as we teach new people about the sport.
0: Yeah, I I saw on your website uh, some some pictures were going by uh, on a slider, and I thought, is that Enrique that uh, is standing there in that group? And uh, I thought, yeah, I think he lives up in in your area, so that must be uh, nice to have a a world champion to uh, take some cues from and get some lessons from.
2: It is, and uh, fortunately, early on when I met him, he helped me learn to keep my paddle up quick because it only took a couple of body shots before I realized whenever I step on the court with Enrique, Uh, You have to not let that paddle dip down below the net. Keep it up, because there could be one coming right to you next.
0: He has the most amazing ability to switch hands that I have ever seen.
2: It's graceful, and it's seamless, and it's amazing to watch in person, and uh, it is very good. I'm I'm glad to have that option to play with him locally, and he is a great guy.
0: Mm Mm-hmm yeah yeah sometimes that that's as close as you can possibly come to having to being able to have two paddles on the court at the same time the way he switches. It's amazing. what about encountering an opponent who maybe they're they're beating themselves up a lot because that that can get in the way too uh you know you can you can do things mentally to to turn your own game around, but sometimes when you get somebody and they're just you know, they're, they're yelling at themselves or they're, they're beating themselves up. You, you know, you almost want to go easy on them to try to try to kind of mediate the situation, but uh, you, you can't really do that. Um, any, any tricks for maybe smoothing things over with an opponent who's a little too, not aggressive towards you, but aggressive towards themselves. What about you, Linda?
1: Well, you know, I, I have encountered that situation. Um, I guess in, in tournament situations, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to let that player do their thing and mm-hmm. have to deal with it. But if I have a player that's doing it on the court with me after or off the court, I would, I would take that person aside and just talk to them, you know, what's going on in their head. And generally, they just start talking to me. And then I can either, I can like, I can diffuse it usually just by having them vent what's bothering them. And then try to work with them on on either making the correction or uh, giving a couple of suggestions. I don't try to give too much instruction. I, I certainly don't. I don't like to stop play to give advice. Some players like to give advice all the time, and mm-hmm. I, I think that's disruptive. I like to, if I see something like that going on, I would I would try to address that. Um, after, the, after that particular game, once we're off the court and we're sitting there waiting in between matches,
0: one of my favorite books from the uh, it's from the seventies, The Inner Game of Tennis by uh, Timothy Galway. and there are so many things in that that apply to pickleball and uh, just uh, about the mental attitude and the mental game. Um, and one of the things he talks about is with the the negative self talk is to you know don't uh, don't talk to yourself in a way that uh, that you wouldn't talk to your partner, you know, because it's like well you know if you talk to your partner that way they would just they would just leave so you he said uh you know just you know like you were saying earlier be constructive and give yourself something to something to work on um but don't don't beat yourself up so badly that uh, you know if you wouldn't treat your partner that way don't treat yourself that way
1: right now i remember when i first started playing i played with um one person who he was beating himself so badly and i i misinterpreted it as he was upset with me when he was really upset with himself and it bothered me so much i just i thought i i thought i couldn't play i wasn't worthy of playing the game i really thought seriously of quitting back then until i started watching this player and they were doing it all the time to themselves so sometimes this kind of negative behavior may get misinterpreted by the partner as it's the partner's fault, but it's really just... I learned it's really sometimes just the partner beating themselves up and they uh, mm-hmm. you know, just be aware, as you said.
0: And that's one of the things, too, that I think sometimes... uh when I when I find myself you know starting to talk, talk negatively to myself, part of it is because I do have a partner, and I, I don't want to play well just because it's fun and it's fun to win and fun to play well. But also a lot of times I feel like well my partner deserves better. You know when I'm playing badly I think ah oh, you know I wanted to play well for this person and uh, and I wanted to you know get them a win and uh, when that that maybe puts a little a little bit of extra not not really pressure but I guess it uh, it. Makes, uh makes me kind of go to that place in my head a little quicker than maybe if I was just playing by myself, I might not go there quite as quickly. But when I feel like I'm letting my partner down, it uh, makes it a little bit easier just to, to go down that path that I shouldn't really be going down. Right. Mike, what are things like in the uh, in the Portland, Oregon area there? It's obviously a, a pickleball hotbed. Um you got and I you know I see tournaments around the area all the time. Uh and you're you're president of your, your the is it the Columbia River Club?
2: Right. The Columbia River runs through the Greater Portland metro area. Our club's designed to help keep everyone connected because within about a forty five mile radius, we have groups in Washougal, Wilsonville, Tualatin... McMinnville, all these surrounding cities, as the city of Portland doesn't get pickleball, doesn't understand it, and they will not they don't there's no home facility for us. So we often will play around the city in all the little surrounding suburbs. Mm-hmm. And because of that, we do some fun things. In Wilsonville, they just built two dedicated pickleball courts. They're gonna expand to four more next year. So we did a some potluck Saturdays and had clinics by Steve Perano last week teaching the basics of the volley shot to about 35 different people. Mm -hmm. And we have little events that go on around the area to help support each other and keep the spirit going, aside from traveling to tournaments up around the Northwest area.
0: Nice, that sounds good. Now, are you able to play outdoors virtually all year long?
2: Well, there are some dedicated pickleballers up here, like everywhere else, who will play rain or shine. And I've done (laughs) that a few times, and it is tricky keeping that paddle dry handle dry in the in the rain and the ball will not bounce very well it can be done it's not my favorite i prefer indoor but uh in bend oregon they're gonna have 16 outdoor courts ready to go for the oregon senior games in next month and uh, i think that'll be the start of a whole new series of outdoor tournament play
0: Oh, yeah, that sounds great. And that's probably a uh, uh, far cry different than uh, what you guys have to do over in Portland, Maine, Linda, isn't it? You're, you're pretty much forced to, to go indoors uh, for at least half the year, aren't you?
1: We do. We have facilities both indoor and outdoor. Um, so the winters get pretty long here um, if you don't ski. So... We are very fortunate fortunate in the Portland area to be able to play, get an indoor game, both in the daytime and at nighttime, any, almost any day of the week now. it's become, Portland's become a mecca for pickleball. We're very lucky. I got to tell you that I love playing tournaments. We first were introduced by watching tournaments and watching the high level of play, and uh, my husband and I went to nationals last year, loved it and uh, we went down to North Carolina for the South Atlantic Regionals this year, and um, I'm helping run the Atlantic Regionals, the first ever Atlantic Regionals up here in Connecticut next month, if what you guys wanna come.
0: Sounds great. Have you got a big sign up? uh, A lot of people turning out already?
1: We do have a a good following, um, but as you know, pickleballers like to wait to the last minute (laughs) <laughs> um, so um, we're waiting for that rush. Um, there's a lot of interest in it because because it is the first one in the Atlantic Regional. So um, we're hoping to see a lot of people. We're getting in the open. We've got um, quite a few national champions that are coming in. We know the Elliots are coming in. We know Kyle Yates, I believe, is coming in. Um, I've got Joe Valenti signed up. Um, so we're getting... We're getting interest from the marquee players all around the country.
0: Nice job. Well, thank you so much. And I think that uh, you know, next time when you're out on the court and uh, maybe things aren't going quite as well as you'd like them to go, you can maybe think about some of the things we talked about today and make sure that you keep it fun. Hey, Mike, Linda, thank you both. We really appreciate you making time for us today on the Pickleball Show. Thanks, Chris. Thank you. And you'll find links to Mike's Columbia River Pickleball Club website and Linda's Atlantic Pickleball website, both in the show notes down below. So check those out. Thank you again for joining us. And thank you for making the show number one in iTunes in the amateur sports and recreation category. We really do appreciate your support. Head over to iTunes if you get a chance and leave us one of those five-star reviews that really boosts us up in the rankings and makes it so much easier for other pickleball players to find the show. Email us anytime, mail at pickleballshow.com and you can head over to that website as well. Be sure and check out freepbxclub.com that's freepbxclub.com I'm Chris Allen this is the Pickleball Show and until next week, keep them low FreePBXClub.com. PBX Pickleball Excellence. Join the club. It's free.